Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're doing a special Sunday night preview of the Pac-12 tournament because, well, my schedule is screwed up this week and Matt is flexible, so we're doing it now. Yeah, luckily I was just sitting around watching an old Law & Order rerun and you texted and I was ready to roll. It's, you know, it's that sort of connectedness that you and I have that you had a sense that I would need you and so you kept your Sunday night clear for just (laughs) such an occasion that's exactly it because usually I'm really busy on Sunday nights and you know this one I just I thought no I'm gonna keep my my calendar open so ASU split the Bay Area series the final weekend losing a heartbreaker on senior night uh, got down yeah. by as much as 19 as this team is wont to do, uh, yeah. but fought all the way back to tied. Cody just uh, had the rough three missed free throws in the final uh, 15 seconds, and yeah. uh, a Remy Martin prayer awkward shot uh, off of a late pass from Shannon Evans hit the rim and did not fall. Yeah, bounced around. Yeah, it was one of those that you know. Uh, yeah, it was it was a strange game. Uh, I mean. It appeared early that that we were being outplayed, and then we made a run and took a lead late in the first half. Um, and then they went on, I think, what amounted to over the end of the first half and the start of the second to like a twenty-two to two run or twenty twenty-two to one, I think. So it was thirty-five thirty-three. We were up, and then they had a fifty-five thirty-six lead. Uh, you know, early in the second half, but. We, you know, we climbed back in. We used some defensive pressure, you know, a little, a little halfway full court press that they did not really handle very well. Um, you know, we got some turnovers. We hit some threes, and it looked like it was the game we were going to pull out, and it just wasn't to be. Um, tough, tough finish for Justice. It was kind of a Nick Anderson moment um, to go to the line. You know, down by two, miss both. Then to get a second chance and miss the first one was was tough. That one, that was a hard pill to swallow. The split locked ASU into the ninth seed. We already knew that they'd be in the 8-9 game. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Colorado. Uh, the winner will advance to play the Wildcats, who are the number one overall seed. And this marks uh, a somewhat frequent occurrence for ASU, playing in the first game of the first day of the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened a fair amount without... A ton of success. Um, I do remember, I think, uh, four years ago, maybe. I think it was Sendex second to last year, the year we made the tournament last. We were in the same position, and, and we won the game and then played UCLA in the in the second round and nearly beat them. Um, and that, I don't know if that was 8-9 or where exactly we were seated, but um, you know UCLA was pretty good that year, and, and we nearly beat them in the second round. We still got the tournament. Um but yeah, you know it's it's been a frequent occurrence playing that Wednesday afternoon game, and uh, our Pac-12 tournament history is spotty at best. I mean, the, the run in 2009 to the final is really the only time we've had any kind of successful run in that tournament. Yeah, we were in this exact game in in 2015 because that's the tournament that I went to with my brother, and we were the yeah. first game, and I I flew in that morning. And within four hours of landing in Vegas, we were eliminated, and all of the T-shirts I had packed were worthless. (laughs) Now, at that point, wasn't that the five twelve game? It was the five twelve. USC was last in the conference. Yeah, Yeah. it was still the same, uh, you know, Wednesday afternoon time slot. But yeah, USC was the worst team in the conference, and that loss proved to be the final, 
final game. Well, was it the final game for her? I guess we did go to the NIT that year, didn't we? I think. Um, but it was it, it was, was the end not of the final her. game. It yeah. was the nail in the coffin because I think you know we were of the assumption that Herb would would be back the next year. That team had had a pretty good season, um, you know, for expectations and kind of thought he would keep his job. And that loss um, was, yeah, probably the, you know, the final straw, um, much like you might point to the UCLA loss in football this year for Todd Graham as maybe the, the game that made the deciding factor on getting rid of them. For the Devils, you know, they end the year 20-10. and 10. Is that right? That is right, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, but their RPI is in the low fifties now. Yeah, yeah, it took a big, big drop after yesterday, I guess. Um, you know, it's it's a strange year because I think if you had, if you know, when we talked in late October, early November before the season began, I think we both would have gladly signed up for twenty and ten. Um, you know, without any context to it, we would have said, "Yep, take it." You know, like, we'll have a chance. Twenty wins would give us a chance going into conference tournament and i think you know you and i basically have not said it outright um we certainly thought it that you know we want to get to this first week of march with a chance to make the tournament and we are but the way the year unfolded kind of leaves you feeling a little cold when you know boy mid-december we were dreaming of a one seed and now we're having to kind of you know gnash our teeth for seven days until selection sunday yeah i mean played ourselves out of the tournament, if that's what happened, and yeah, you know, oh yeah, we're no, not. I mean, I mean we're the, we're number nine in a twelve-team conference. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, now uh, you know. Look, it's um, you know, you're number nine, and number nine is number nine. Uh, you know, but it's a uh, it's a you know conference that's very thick in the middle. I mean, Arizona, I think, went fourteen and four, and USC went thirteen and five, twelve and six, something like that. I mean, we were two two or three games off finishing third. So the difference between three and ten isn't much. Um, you know, so it's really going to come down to how much that non-conference season plays in for us. How much does beating Xavier on neutral court and Kansas at home, um, you know, weigh in for us? And it, and it should weigh in a lot. Um, is it enough? We, we probably won't know uh, for seven days. I mean, now, if we, if we can beat Colorado and then beat Arizona... I think that, you know, should take away any worry that we've got. But short of that, it's going to be a little nerve-wracking until, you know, seven days from now. I mean, part of the concern, I guess, is how close we were in these games where we, you know, could have, you know, that would have made a difference. I mean, just I'm going back through the conference slate. In in the losses, we lose to Arizona by six, Colorado by nine. In OT. In o, yeah. In o, yeah. Lose to yeah. Oregon by four. Lose to Stanford by nine. You know, lose to Utah by three. In overtime also, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Drop to the Washington game by four. Right. You know, then we rolled off the three straight wins, but lost to Oregon mm-hmm. by seven. Lost to Oregon State by four. Lost to Stanford by one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean... Not a single loss over nine points, and I think we're one of. I read this last week, and it could be a smaller number. We were one of like five teams in the nation that you know did not have a loss by double digits. So, you know, how much does that play? I mean, you know, they look at all these numbers and all these figures and all of that. Um, they're still losses. You know, losses are losses. But you know, you look and say this team competed with everybody, but 
got beat by some fairly mediocre teams. I mean, you know, look, losing two to Arizona, not that huge of a thing, um, you know, but, you know, getting swept by Stanford. Stanford's a 500 team. Um, you know, dropped a game to Colorado, dropped a game to, you know, two to Oregon, one to Oregon State. I mean, none of, none of these teams are really good teams. So I don't know. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really lose to anybody bad except maybe Oregon State. They're not terrible, but they're, you know, they finished 10th in the conference. Everybody else kind of right in the middle, but uh, it'd be nice, you know, boy, yeah, I mean, if we could have gotten just two of those games and 10 and 8, it would feel a whole lot different. I mean, our seating in the conference might not be that much different, but we'd feel a whole lot better about where we sat. Yeah, on the flip side, you know, we we did split with Colorado, and if we can beat the Buffaloes, yeah, you know, we're at twenty-one wins. With it's, a it's an to important get game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it, you know. We like to do this this time of year. You know, oh, this team needs a win, and they're in, losing, they're out. And I, I don't really know that that the selection committees use games that way, like we do on you know the TV bracket guys that say you know they lose this game they're out they win they're in I mean you've played 30 games should one game really be the deciding factor I don't think so um, but you know it sure would be you know nice to get that win I mean it's one of those like I don't know if we need it but I'd sure feel a lot better if we got it oh absolutely um, you know I think win two and we're definitely in yeah agreed yeah I mean because that would that would also carry a win over the you know the top team in the conference from the regular season, uh, you know a, a you know probably a top you know four or five seed in the tournament I would assume, um, you know so that's a uh, that would be a big win just to kind of, and and then you know hey I mean if you get that then you're in the semifinals and you start thinking well you know let's go ahead and just win this thing and take any doubt out about you know getting to Sunday uh, I mean obviously that's the that's the only way to feel one hundred percent secure going into Sunday is if we win four games and, you know, we walk off with the title on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, just to run through, Arizona got the one seed, USC's the two, Utah's the three, UCLA's the four. Those are your four first-round buys. You've got uh, the rivalry game in the second half of the early session, Stanford-Cal, winners yeah. going to play UCLA. On the other side of the bracket, it's the Oregon schools against the Washington schools. Washington and Oregon State at 6 o'clock Pacific, which is 7 in Arizona and 8 for me. I have no idea what it is in Hawaii. And then the <laughs> then the latest tip-off is uh, the Ducks yeah. and the Cougars to play Utah. Yeah, yeah, you got those, you got those late games, uh, you know, especially this, you know, this last week, uh, you know, being – being in Arizona, this is our last week of being on Mountain Time until Sunday morning. Uh, so yeah, those you know, kind of kind of nice in some ways that ASU is playing early. Not so much for me because I'll be at work Wednesday and Thursday if they're playing. Um, but I'll I'll do my best to follow it as I'm there. Yeah, look, I should be at work, but we have a TV in our office, and I <laughs> have Pac-12 Network that I can you know I think stream through an app. Onto the yeah, TV. yeah, I might have to put it on my phone and just keep it at the side of my desk, uh, like I did the the uh, Florida State bowl game in December. Uh, that might be the best thing I can do that day. If anyone's listening, Matt, of course, is going to have his full attention on his work. Um, sure, sure, you know, yeah, but yes. you know, Look, I, I I, he might take maybe a late lunch. Now. Yeah, maybe a late but, lunch. Roll a couple breaks together in the yeah, late exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll do what I can to, to follow it, obviously, but. Uh, 
you know, I wouldn't be able to watch it if I was home anyway. So I guess I, I can't really uh, complain too much since I don't have the channel. Um, you know, my, my best hope to watch them play is if they make the final, because I think even if they make the semifinal, the, the first semifinal game is on uh, Pac-12 Network. Only the late one is on Fox Sports. You are correct. So, yeah. But, yeah. So the only, the only way they're going to be on TV for me is if they're playing Saturday. Although, if... You know, we to be fair to Larry Scott, he did come out with a draft proposition that aligned with what we like—a baseball style draft for basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you although know, his was modified in a way that doesn't allow you to go to junior college and get drafted right. early. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I. And I also don't want to give him too much credit for that because that's been an idea that a lot of people have been espousing. It's sort of one of those where, like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a decent idea, and I don't disagree, but. I hate to give him too much credit for thinking it up. Um, but, yeah, I, I won't see much of the Pac-12 tournament. It'll be a lot of, uh, you know, trying to trying to watch it secondhand, maybe radio if I can on, on Friday night if they're in. That'd be a good problem to have if they're still playing Friday night. Yes, indeed. Uh, one, so we'll see. One thing from this weekend that I feel like we should talk about was just how good Remy Martin is on defense. Man, oh man, he was a game changer in that in that Stanford game. Uh, I mean, we didn't win, but but uh, the energy that he brings and and just the the pest ability, if, if that's it's not really a word, but you know, he he's just he's a uh, a gnat. You know, he's just a bother, and um, yeah, he's going to be fun. You know, as I texted you during the game, if he stays four years, he'll be hated by every other school because he is. Uh, he is that type of guy who just gets under the opponent's skin and and then, you know, lets you know about it, you know, basically talks to you about how he's under your skin as well. Yeah, that was something that came out uh, in the wake of that Kansas game and has been yeah. sort of a story about him all year. They He got asked, I think, after the Kansas game, why was he smiling at su- some moment? And he said, oh, because that's when I realized I had him. That That's yeah. when he realized yeah. that he was under the skin of the Kansas guards. Right, and that right. they were going to be trying to do too much or something out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as good as the three senior guards have been for us this year and, and last year too, you know, and they, they have been. I mean, I don't want to knock them, but it just – it feels like Remy Martin's probably got the biggest balls in the sense like, you know, you just, you just want him on the court in the biggest moments. I do at least. You know, you feel like you – you don't feel like he's going to shy away from the occasion. And the other guys, eh, here and there, you kind of wonder, where are they? And again, that's just sometimes it's character. Um, you know, there's just times where you're like, well, I want to see them take over, and they don't do it. And it feels like he never, you know, shies away from that moment. Absolutely. Um, the other thing on the defense Kamani Lawrence played some good defense in he that stand. He did game. play well. Took a couple of charges. Um, yeah, I mean, now I did not understand the couple times, and I texted you about it during the game that that Hurley took out Martin for Lawrence uh, when we needed, you know, defense late. We were down three, and um, you know, Lawrence was playing well, but I just wouldn't have taken Martin off the court. If you're going to take somebody else, you know, if you want Lawrence in, take somebody else out um, because I feel like Martin breaks so much on defense. Just as hustle and his uh, you know deflections and uh you know he being able raises, to reach in and deflect the ball I, he I, raises I the tenacity off. he's he does you know he does. And, and there's a we we talked about this earlier but he lets everyone else slide one 
player to the left, basically. Right. Everyone, right. he will now guard the number one offensive option on the wing, and everyone else can take somebody who's slightly worse, which makes yeah. everyone else's lives a little easier. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, there was a play where, um, you know, Eddie House was calling the game, and he commented that uh, the Stanford guard took Martin off the dribble, got his shoulder into Martin's chest, and, and threw it up and in, and House said, I'm, I'm surprised he even tried it, and it's the first time I've seen it work all afternoon because Martin had been just stonewalling everyone on the drive before that. Unfortunately, I believe that was probably the play he's referring to was the, you know, the basket that was the game winner. I mean, we had finally come back and tied the game, you know, 82-82, and, and, and then they just isolated that guy at the top, and he, he did. You know, he got he drove on him, and he scored, and White was just a split second late going over for the shot clock, and it, it, was, I mean, it was one of those plays that when I see Martin's got the guy with eight on the shot clock, I'm thinking, all right, I like this, and the guy made a play. I mean, you know, it's it's that old cliche, you know, the other team's on scholarship too, and, and that guy made some plays. I mean, Stanford has Stanford has a couple of really good players. Like, you, you watch them, and you think, how how were they not better this year? I mean, you know, Reed Travis kid is a – a beast inside uh, Pickens. Dorian Pickens, I think had 22 points all in the second half or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they got some decent players. Like it, it really, you know, watching them, I, I really thought this team should be better. Um, now I know they had some injuries early in the year and I, you know, I didn't follow them that close to know how affected they were. Um, but man, you know, yeah, they they looked better than their record would indicate. Yeah. It, you know, it's also they got bigs, and and that they was do. a problem. We got you know, I know that they committed more fouls in the first yeah. half, and but yeah. our bigs got in foul trouble again. It's you know, yeah, it's did. been a running just team. Some, just some bad fouls. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't notice White's fouls. I don't I, you know, but as we discussed during the game, I mean, the two fouls that Lake got in the first half just totally avoidable plays. Well, that you second know, uh, one was. 40 feet from the basket. Yeah. I mean, and the, and the first one was, a you know, he's he's in good position defending in the post. They throw the ball in and he reaches over the guy's back to deflect it. Like, you don't need to make that play. Those And those are things that come with maturity and they come with experience, you yeah. know, of knowing knowing when to go for the steal and when to just play good defense. Yeah, you know, just maintain position and play D. And that, you know, just that was a dumb play. And, yeah, the one on the screen – you know, he, he hedges out on a screen 35, 40 feet away from the basket. Like, you don't need to make that stop. Like, let let the guy go and stay in the game. I, I will also point out about the defense, in the second half, much more so than the first half, they were recovering well. Because part of they the were. hedge always requires someone, usually it's justice, but it's whoever's on the weak side comes down into the paint to help uh-huh. on the roll. and. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was Stanford was just missing the corner threes, but it felt like they were getting back and not allowing a lot of those corner threes. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, after Stanford was was basically shooting the lights out to start the second half, I mean, that's why they went on that run. They were making everything. Um, You know, we did did play good defense, and we got, you know, we got some steals. We forced some missed shots. Rebounding was not ideal in that game. I mean, we we gave them too many offensive rebounds and didn't get any ourselves i think i mean i think howler tweeted this during the game and i think it remained that way we didn't have a second chance point the entire second half um and they had a lot so i mean that you talk about a difference in the game one point game uh, another difference you can point out is we got two technicals called on us and they you know i mean mickey mitchell gets a t to start the second half and then hurley gets one 
um, you know, that handed them, I think, three points because I think they missed one of the free throws. So, yeah. Well, and the holy know, one was on a call that went our way. <laughs> went our way. Now, I understand why he was upset because, you know, without the whistle. But that's one of those where, like, it's it's a, you know, sucks, but that's like, I mean, they made the call. They didn't know the three was going to go in. You know, yeah, Remy Martin makes a three at the same time they blow the whistle. Uh, you know, it's it's one where you kind of, you know, shake your head and think, Ugh, boy, that sucks. But I well, don't but we, think you have to lose your temper the way he did, and he, he did. Well, and we, as fans, argue that refs all the time wait to see if the ball goes in before true, they blow the whistle. True. Or, you know, how an innumerable amount of plays where right. the ball is not really deflected, but they don't want to call a foul, so they just say it was deflected <laughs> out the other way. Like, you Yeah, know. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you know, I, it was away from the play, and, and the guy calls the foul under the basket, and Again, it, you know, it was one of those that as it happens, I mean, I, I'm sitting there and I'm kind of, you know, you shake your head with, you know, kind of a bemused like, man, it may not be our day. You know, guy makes a three to, you know, cut it to nine and instead there's a foul, you know, that takes the three off the board. But again, his reaction to that probably doesn't get him a tee if he wasn't whining so much the entire first half and nearly getting a tee on several occasions in the first half. I mean, I, he was mad. My God, uh, you know, we talked about it last week. He's just mad all the time. Um, and, and there's times it's just not warranted. You know, there were some bad calls. There always are. And officials are human beings. They make bad calls. They make mistakes. But there were times that he got, you know, enraged by things. And I'm like, either they got the call or the call really wasn't wrong. You know, sometimes we commit fouls. You know, it happens. Yeah. Well, and our reputation precedes us, I think, with our right. bigs. Um, right. but, but you were in the arena and a couple times you texted me things that weren't on the TV broadcast where you were seeing refs telling him to I walk was. away or, yeah. Yeah. Know. I mean, I saw one early and uh, with one referee that basically, you know, you could tell he kind of listened to him and then, you know, you can read body language. I was up in the upper deck, but you know, you could kind of read like, you know, puts his hand out like, all right, I've had enough. And then another time at a timeout, you know, he kind of, a ref kind of walks over his direction, talks to him. And then, you know, you could tell, like, they were having a conversation, the ref kind of walks away, and then Hurley's body language was such that, like, nope, I'm not satisfied, I'm going to continue to insult you. And then the ref turns around and, you know, gives him the same, and this was a different referee. So, you know, within 10 minutes of the game starting, he had basically gotten warnings from two different officials that, all right, I've had enough. Um, You know, and look, Pac-12 officials, they're not good. We know that. It's a running, you know, theme in in the Pac-12 football and basketball. Um I do think there were some bad calls, but there were some bad calls that went our way too. Um, you know, they tend to even out, and uh, I, I, he doesn't seem to realize that. Like he just, you know, the way he reacts. As I told you, I, I was not kidding. When I realized Stanford had eight fouls called on him and we had five, I thought, really? I mean, because watching his his behavior, I would have thought it was more like you know ten to three against us. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially when you compare his demeanor to Haas, the Stanford coach, yes. who, yes. you know, is somewhat professorial on the yes. sidelines. And, yes. you know, sure, there were times where he was yelling, but, he, you know, I think part of it is that the the redness in Hurley's face with the, oh, yeah. you know, with the exaggerated uh, arm movements or lack of arm movements. Or the holding his hands behind his back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... This, the pacing up and down the sideline when some, you know, I mean that, you know, I mean it, it's it's uh it's distracting in some way. Like I didn't sit there thinking, you know, I'm going to watch his mannerisms, 
but you just do it. <laughs> you know, like my eyes just went to him when there would be whistles. And I mean, I, uh, you know, it was less than a minute in the game that he started complaining about something. 44 seconds as I texted you. Yeah. The very first whistle that went against us. Uh, you know, and again, I mean, I like the guy and I like his passion, but I just think he would be well suited to rein it in a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. I'm not asking him to be to be Hass or to be Herb Sendak or or, you know, I mean, like this is who he is and you want to be what you are. But you can also try to get a little better. And I, so far, I haven't seen that. Like, I mean, we, we hear stories of, you know, oh, he's going to try to be better. Well, he hasn't been. Um, it feels like the know. stories about how this is when Herb Sendak's going to really run. Right. Right, you know. exactly. Yeah, or the you know the springtime football stories when James Morrison was about to have a breakout year. You know, I mean, like, yeah, it, it sounds great in the off season, but when the bullets are really flying, he doesn't seem to be doing anything different. Yeah, yeah, I'm at a I'm at a loss for how to solve it during the season at this point. I, I think the way to solve it is to just get up by so much that he stops being upset when there's a call well, he doesn't like. But that doesn't even. I mean, I was uh, there was a game early in the year and I wasn't there, but I was listening to it on the radio. We were up by you know twenty five points late in the second half, and he got a technical for complaint. Like I mean, you know, he just like he doesn't seem to be able to turn it off even in those circumstances. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be incumbent upon him. And you do wonder if, if, um, if it ever becomes an issue where he's directed from above. I mean, it, remember that was a criticism of Todd Graham early in his time, not really so much with officials, but somewhat, but with his fellow coaches, with players, they'd catch him on the sideline, you know, just losing his mind, yelling at people. And, and I think he got told, to rein it in and he did you know yeah. to the point where you kind of forgot that was even a story until you know he got fired and they kind of went back over his whole tenure and maybe that will be the case here where someone from above ray anderson or or crow or somebody will say it's time to kind of hone it in a little bit just bring it back to earth um we'll see you know that that's oftentimes you're motivated to change because someone motivates you to change you usually don't think of it yourself well, the other thing with him is uh, to compare him to a person who only if you went to Sal Point and know us will you understand. But he doesn't have the Dave Cosgrove thing where he's furious at you but then immediately like flips a switch and he's fine and he's laughing. Right. No, like, no, no. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean you, you just – you go in – it's almost as though like he walks onto the court thinking I'm going to hate these three guys. They're going to do everything they can to piss me off and I'm I'm ready to be pissed off. I, I mean it just it kinda it, it's feels a self fulfilling like prophecy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean uh yeah, I mean and it always is. I mean that's human nature. You if you go into a circumstance thinking these guys are gonna are gonna screw me and and I'm really upset. You know, like yeah, uh, then then the first thing that doesn't go exactly your way, which, again, it's a 40-minute game. You're not going to get every call. There's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be calls against you you don't agree with. But then it's like, you know, you just explode on the first one. Like, I just don't think that does any good. But this is who he is, and uh, as we talked about last week, we might just have to learn to love it. I will be in New York for a wedding during uh, the – Really, every round after the second round, halfway through Thursday, I'm heading out to New York. 
So if there is survival and there is advancing by the teams we care about, um, we may be able to try to fit in an emergency one, but the schedules are going to be very messed up. Otherwise, the brackets come out on Sunday. Matt and I will be back a week from tomorrow on Monday uh, to break it all down, to talk all about it. And uh, we'll have an ESPN league, so you can make your picks. You can go up against us. And yep, yep. if it's Greg oh, Powell, you can just keep winning. Just get, get tired of the winning, Greg. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Well, and hopefully when we talk again next Monday, the first subject will be who ASU is playing and where they're seated and all of that. And I guess if it's not, the first subject will be how did it, how did it all fall apart? How did we miss the tournament when we were ranked in the top five in the country in late December? So Monday is going to have some something. It's going to be something yeah. ASU. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you know, look, like I said, I think we should keep this in mind. We're in the mix, which the last two years we were not in the mix. Uh, we went into the Pac-12 tournament knowing we had to have a miracle run through the conference to, to, to make it. We had no chance otherwise. Um, this year we got a chance. Regardless of what we do this week, we will go into Sunday – with an opportunity to see our name show up on the screen and that's you know at least progress and hopefully it will actually show up on the screen hopefully indeed until next time he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast